It's the Exit 105.9 Hockey Night Show with your host, Mark Madden. Brought to you by Shenderovich, Shenderovich, and Fishman. On your home for the best Pens coverage and the best hockey time. 105.9 The X. I'm live at Buford's on 5th Avenue. Joining me for the Hockey Night Show from DKPittsburghSports.com. It's Dejan Kovacevic. Dejan brought to you by Walnut Grill. Uh, Dejan, why were the Penguins so very flat last night? Because... Uh, that loss to Brooklyn at Brooklyn was about as bad as they've been all season. Oh, I don't know. The third period of the week before across the river in New York was pretty bad, too. Uh, they are not preparing themselves mentally to face these bad teams. They've been on a run of bad teams right now. Uh, there's not much to say beyond that. Uh, I, I asked Mike Sullivan just now across the street if there's anything that he can do as a veteran coach with a veteran group to try to alter their pregame prep order, and there really isn't. You know that, Mark. These guys are creatures of habit. Other than walking into the room and saying, the Montreal Canadiens are awesome when everybody knows that they stink, it's not going to work. Yeah, uh, these guys won two cups. They're going to do what they're going to do. Right. But I see tonight not as a crucial game, but, boy, uh, the teams behind the Penguins are sneaking up on them, and I don't think they'll all leapfrog them to knock them out of the playoffs, but right now it is a mathematical possibility, and I would feel a lot better if Pittsburgh as they should do, would beat Montreal tonight. Yeah, and the one thing that you don't want to do if you're the Penguins is drop down into a wild card position because then you're working your way up against legitimately higher seeds You know that you really don't want to be facing well, yeah, in the first round. If you got the first wild card, you might play Washington, and really, what's the difference? Mm-hmm. But you don't want to play Tampa. That no, would require a silly. precipitous drop. Yeah, and, and then if you look down at the, the lower part of that bracket, the team that would should concern everyone the most. I'm not talking about passing the Penguins, but working their way up into the playoff pictures, Florida. They're just playing amazing hockey right now. And New Jersey's not. I think that might be where the switcheroo takes place. It could be. But at the same time, if you're the Penguins, you need to start taking some of this stuff seriously. Uh, If they don't after last night, I'll be really both surprised and disappointed. Oh, it's such a traffic jam. And I'm not saying home ice is the be-all, end-all. But given the gratuitous difference between their home and away uh, records, I'd want home ice. I mean, why wouldn't you? Yeah, you would, and especially if you're lining up with Columbus. Uh, not that the Penguins haven't won at Nationwide Arena, but it's a legitimately very different environment. It is You've indeed. been there. Uh, it's it's not like any place in hockey right now uh, with the volume, the passion, and, 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 of course, that gets even more animated by the number of Pittsburghers that go out there. So I, I don't think they want to be messing around with that. It's time to start taking care of business. Now, right now, and last night was exemplary, Right now, the stars don't look like stars and aren't producing like stars. No. Why is that? No. I, I Again, I think they've just hit a rut. I, I go back to the first two periods in Madison Square Garden, Mark, a game I covered up there where they had open ice like crazy. They were doing these tic-tac-toe breakouts. Uh, it looked like a video game. And they thought, wow, this is great. We get to do this for a week straight. Yeah, Rui looked like Chelios the first two periods. And then the Rangers, smartly, with Elaine Vigneault's guidance, decided to start chipping pucks behind the Penguins and made them play in their own end. And all of a sudden, the breakouts weren't so easy anymore. And they never, I mean, yeah, they went and they took it to Montreal after the, the initial slow 10 minutes the next night out there. But they never really got out of that rut, you know. And it's, they have to understand that, look, in any sport, a bad team can bring you down, you know, especially when they're loose on defense because you think that you don't have to work for what you're doing. You know what I'm saying? Yes. And you start moving around in bad patterns, things that you normally won't do. Uh, but Mike Sullivan, I can tell you, again, from just hearing from him across the street now, uh, 
I don't think he's going to let them get away with that tonight. I really don't. Well, well, getting back to the stars not looking or producing like stars. Yeah, it's, it's them too. Would you put Gino and Kessel together, or would you keep the stars on separate lines like you know Sullivan wants to do? Uh, you know what? What you and I want to do isn't going to line up with what he wants. Uh, he's going to have his stars separated. Uh, I th- he's convinced. What if it doesn't work? You know what? If it doesn't work right now, then you can fairly say that, not to pick on anybody here, but you can fairly say, I think, that Derek Broussard and Phil Kessel won't work. In which case, then you start bringing Riley Sheehan back into that mix. No, you don't. Yeah, you do. He's not good enough to bring back into that mix. He's People want to bump it him worked. up. It worked. You just asked what worked. F that, F him. People want to bump him up to, like, top six. Yeah. You, you, you have, I didn't say that. This have, is top nine. You have him to be the best fourth-line center, not the worst first-line winger. Okay, now you're getting theoretical instead of in, instead of realistic Okay, here. well, where would you put Broussard? Where would you put Shea? I would say that I would consider having Shea back with Kessel in some form. Not right now. I think you still have to give it a little bit of a look. Hope he breaks out of it a little bit. But right now, there isn't that Here, here's what I'd do. clicking there. There isn't that chemistry. And Phil's clicked with everybody all year, I Mark. would put Gino with Phil in either Haglin, Sherry, or Zach Aston Reese when he's healthy. Put Sid with Hornquist and Gensel. And then Broussard centers the third line of Rust and whoever's left over uh, from at the left wing. Well, you lost me with taking you know, the, the Hagelin, Hornquist, Malkin line apart. I just don't think you can How's do that. How's it doing right now? Of course you can. You got it doing right now. You gotta, Are you talking about one game you got, last you night? Get, They've been you tremendous. Gotta, you got to get Sid going, too. Sid's yes, you do. Sid's always sucking high and you know what when it comes to getting line mates. Yeah, Maybe at 30 years old, and might I add, on the lowest points per game in his career, lowest goal total in his career, yeah. maybe maybe it's time for him to get some help okay. instead of elevating guys. But my memory extends to at least last Wednesday when you on this very program in this particular segment said you wanted to see Rust up on that first line with ah. Sid. And he's been there, and it's and not gone there. great. It's not gone great. They played what? How many games since then? One. Yeah, but you got to get Sid going. <laughs> they stunk last You've gotta night. You got to get Sid going. I agree. I, I I can't agree more with that. I don't know that the answer is breaking up the second line to make that happen. I think you still have to try to find a way to get Broussard and Kessel going too. By it's, the way, Sherry's not going to make that happen. No. That's where Aston Reese has to come back. Yeah, but he's not back yet. He's not. Is Broussard doing enough? You see, I think he's playing fine, but but the points aren't there. Well, he actually, he's getting some helpers, but only the one goal. Yeah, I mean, he's still kind of playing a perimeter style, and by that, I don't even necessarily mean staying to the edges. I mean, he's even on the perimeter of the puck battles in the middle, and if you think about the best version of Derek Broussard, the one that the Rangers were glowing to oh, us about last week. Oh, I like it when he and hacks. You know, when he starts getting filthy, when you start hating Derek Broussard is when he's at his best. Now, some guys, Mark, throughout hockey history have just not flipped that switch until they've gotten to playoffs and they've driven coaches nuts. Marion Hosa. Heck, you could just go back to Nick Benino, you know, and look at what he's done of late. He's he's skating hard. He's trying to create. Uh, I still don't see him being assertive, especially when it comes to shooting. We're talking today, John Kovacevic of DKPittsburghSports.com here on 105.9 The X. Uh, do they miss Ian Cole? I don't think they do. But Columbus has won nine games in a row with Cole in the lineup. But, but I refuse to believe he's the catalyst. They traded for some other guys, too, and they were pretty good to begin with. Yeah, he's not the catalyst. I, I, I mean, he's a good player. I, I do think the Penguins miss him maybe more than you do. Um, I, I've oh, liked I what the, I've seen of Chad I think they miss Ruedel. him. I just think that they, 
they made the bargain they needed to. Yeah, I, I do. I, I think they miss him in particular on penalty kill, which has been really bad for the last five games here, contrary to what Sullivan has been saying, that it's about lousy luck. It it's was really, It was really bad uh, at the end when he was here, though, too. It's just the, the unit's not doing well. Yeah, that said, the Blue Jackets have been a massively underperforming team. To this point, it was a matter of time until they got a lot of guys back. Well, they're a weird team because if you recall last year, they had that ridiculously long winning streak. What was it, 13 games or whatever? 16. Other than that, they weren't very good. No. And if you throw this winning streak out, they're not very good. No, but they're having it at the right time. No I'm question. sure they'd be the ones to tell you that. Unlike last year. And what they're doing right now, they should have been doing all along. They did have some key injuries. Brandon Dubinsky and guys like that were out for long stretches. But look at the talent that's over there. They should have been doing this. You know, yeah, I'm still not impressed at center, though, and it's the most important nah, position I mean, in the you, league. No, nah, I know, and, and Wenberg hasn't exactly had that breakout year I think a lot of people were hoping for. Uh, but it's not, look, the, what they're doing isn't the result of Ian Cole, and what the Penguins are doing isn't the result of Ian Cole. Right, or Derek Broussard playing poorly. No, although it wouldn't hurt if he, you know, played better. It would hurt if a lot of them produced more, and, and, and that brings me to this. Connor Sherry has 15 goals, including last night's. Jake Gensel has 20 goals. How would you rate their play? Because despite their stats, like with Gensel, I keep saying, and I try not to be critical because he's a second-year guy and I really like his game, it's been kind of a quiet 20 goals. It has because he goes through these long stretches of nothing. He's yeah. very, very streaky, and that drives coaches nuts because they, they prefer to remember the best version of you, and they hold you up to that level. Uh, Gensel has been maddening in that regard. I think... Sherry has been maddening on more levels than that. I mean, he can't catch a pass anymore. I, I really don't understand that. I mean, he's become really weak on the stick. He's getting knocked off the puck easily. But the real reason that I think the Gensel and Sherry aspect has felt quiet throughout the year is that they don't do much when they aren't scoring. You know what I mean? They're not. When Patrick Hornquist goes a few games without a goal, you don't really notice it. You know, he's still making things happen. He's still going to the front of the net. Uh, these players aren't that type of player. Well, that's what I mean by a quiet 20 goals, yeah. or in Sherry's case, a quiet 15 goals. Yeah, and I think they both need to elevate their games pretty significantly here. Not for the playoffs, but before that to get going. Now, where does Sherry, that... I don't think they're going to play Sherry, really. When Zach Aston Reese comes back, he's out. Uh, well, that where do you think Zach Aston yeah. Reese winds up? And obviously somebody gets hurt, and Sherry will wind up back in there somewhere at some point. But I agree. I would put Aston Reese back in as soon as he's ready. I, I do, too. And do I you think, think they will, though? I Put him back in? Yeah. Oh, boy, Mike Sullivan just sent a, I'm glad you asked that, a very loud and clear signal that he will. Uh, he said he, we think, we believe that he is a player that we can win with. Um, he's not saying that so he can have him sit with us up in the press box. Uh, so he's going to be out there. The question is where? Do you put him on Sid's line? Uh, you know, no. Yeah, yeah, I know how you feel about that, that he can't keep up, but I'll say, that, I'll counter that it well, doesn't no, no, matter. I, I think he can keep up. I, I just play Gensel at left wing on that line. Okay, well. Then you don't want Gensel on the right side. Uh, I wouldn't be totally against so that. So if you say Rust and Aston, I just want Hornquist yeah, okay. with Sid, period. Yeah, but it's not going to happen. He's not breaking that lineup. Yeah, he will. I bet he does sooner uh, or later. I'll, I'll, we'll sooner see. or later. We'll see. I'll say this. Aston Reese, I think, could be the solution for what ails a lot of the Broussard-Kessel aspect because you have two guys that are kind of spinning around to go on perimeter, and you'd need one person to I go to the just, net. That's I why would, Sherry won't work there. I would just really like Sid to get a proven commodity to work with. He almost never gets that. 
Yeah, but again, you're getting philosophical here instead of just getting the team ready for the playoffs. No, I'm, well, the best thing about the best thing that would help this team get ready for the playoffs is a productive Sidney Crosby, productive would, at I, his usual level. I will agree with that. I think that can happen in a lot of different ways. Yeah, I think there's there's a there's a point A to point B way, and it's Patrick Hornquist on that wing. Why are the Penguins so bad on the road? Because they stink on the road. I don't buy it. I, I'm sorry. I've covered like half of their road games okay, this year. Okay, well, the record I suggests know, they stink I on know. the road. I just don't – what I don't see is a difference in their play. They're certainly not – I mean, think about this. Think about who makes up the core of this roster. They're not about to go into some road place, least of all somewhere like Brooklyn, and get spooked out. You know what I mean? Uh, so it's not some intangible thing. Do they get more amped up playing at home in front of their home fans and skating and trying to create and everything? Sure, I, I yeah, that's, that's a normal. too, but uh, – but, I, see, I don't, usually, I don't though, see a usually, different tendency. Usually the real good team goes on the road – and because they don't have to impress, they play a more fundamentally sound game and just outlast the other team. I think a lot of what's gone wrong for the Penguins on the road this year, and I don't mean to just to pinpoint one specific area, but I don't think that the road goaltending has been particularly good this year. And some of that involves the new guys when they've been out there. And maybe they are affected by it, but they have not had good goaltending well, away well, from speaking PPG. Speaking of which, do you think Casey DeSmith's better than Tristan Jari? Absolutely not. Neither do they. Now, why is Casey the Smith playing because tonight? Because they need to, they need to get Jari. I think act really active down there before the playoffs start. I understand. I, I think this has all been. Do you think Jari will be back for the backup for the playoffs? I think so. I, I mean, look, I say that now, but what if DeSmith goes and puts on a show? See, I'm not anti DeSmith. I think he's a you know a guy who works hard, which might be damning with faint praise. I know Buckley, the goalie coach, loves him, but but I just I'd rather have Jari in that tonight. I want the points tonight too. Yeah, I mean, I can see that, especially since he was the one who faced Montreal yes. uh, up there last week and saw these guys. Uh, but I think they've had this scripted out for a while from what I've heard, Mark, where they want to make sure that both of these guys are active, both in the minors and in the NHL. You know, they can move them freely. You could do too much scripting and not enough reacting. Now, I know, I know. But I, I think in this case, they wanted to make sure that Jari gets a lot of action because Murray's going to get the bulk of it here the rest of the way. That's Dejan Kovacevic from DKPittsburghSports.com. We want calls, but hockey calls only. I'm live at Buford's on 5th Avenue, 412-333-WXDX.